Hello and welcome to night number 25 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 2, the sequel. This episode is brought to you by Justified Died SoCal Clothing Line. Justified Died, they have a very unique steampunk and Dea de los Martos theme, along with a black and white color scheme. They have t-shirts, hats, and skull bandana designs that are internationally known and used by athletes, celebrities, and locals alike. Everything is lovingly handcrafted in Southern California, and they also believe that clothing should represent your character and should make a statement of who you are. If you feel the same way, please definitely check them out at justifiedied.com where you can score some pretty sweet looking shirts, hats, and bandanas. So for night 25, I decided to do the sequel to last night's episode. No surprise here at the title. This is Stakeland 2, also known as The Stakelander, also known as Stakeland 2, The Stakelander. Sadly, director and writer Jim Mickle did not return for this one because he was involved in some other projects. So for Stakeland 2, we have directors Dan Burke and Robert Olson filling in. Stakeland 2 picks up many years after the first one. I would say there's probably a 6-10 to year gap, even though there was a 6 year gap in real life between the two movies. The plot of Stakeland 2 hits a lot of the same beats as the first movie. It's basically when Martin's home of New Eden is destroyed by a revitalized brotherhood and its new vamp leader known as the Mother. Martin finds himself alone in the badlands of America with only the distant memory of his mentor and legendary vampire hunter, Mister, to guide him. The interesting thing about this movie is the fact that while it hits a lot of the same beats as the first movie, it winds up being a different feeling movie in general. I do think they work well if you watch them together like I did. I watched the first Stakeland and then I almost immediately turned on the second one and they worked well hand in hand together. We actually have all the remaining survivors returning here for the sequel with Connor Paolo and Nick DeMisi returning to their roles of Martin and Mr. And also you do get a slight return of actress Bonnie Dennison uh, in the role as Peggy, who was kind of in the first movie towards the tail end, and she's kind of in the beginning of this one. It's kind of the main motivation of what sets the plot forward, so it was definitely important that her character did return. One of the things that surprised me the most about Stakeland 2 is how well it actually worked with the first movie. I did read up on it a little bit, and I do know that a lot of fans of the first film were not fans of this one, and it has a significantly lower score on Internet Movie Database. However, if you did what I did with the back-to-back watching, it really, really just worked well with the first film. The worst part about the second one is that it feels cheaper. It definitely has a smaller scale feel to it, which could be fine and work in its favor with the apocalyptic setting. However, I do feel that the smaller budget was very noticeable on screen. One thing that I did forget to mention in last night's episode on the first Stakeland was that I was really happy that it was in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, a city that 
I'm well aware of being from up there in that area and it was cool to see. However, we are talking about Stakeland 2, so it was originally set in Canada and well, the character of Martin makes his way into the United States to look for Mr. I do know that this movie appeared on the Sci-Fi Channel originally. It did not get a slight theatrical release or even a Blu-ray or digital release beforehand. So it went direct to the Sci-Fi Channel. One of the things that has in its favor, it's better crafted than most Sci-Fi Channel original films. That's not to say that the Sci-Fi Channel really makes bad films, it's just they're usually not great, and I think this one definitely is of better quality than most of the output on Sci-Fi. I think one of the most interesting things that happens in this movie is the fact that Mr. takes a little bit of pity on the character of Judah. Judah is a member of the Brotherhood and basically says whatever he can to save his life. The saving of Judah really does kind of bite them in the ass later in the film. And it's sort of a similar thing of what happens in the first movie. It's not quite the exact same plot beat. However, it definitely feels very similar. So that's what made me wonder about this movie in general. I was wondering if the character of Mr. actually got a little softer in his older age, or if he was trying to hope for better. And I say hope for better because that seems to really be one of the, I guess, main themes running throughout both Stakeland films. Throughout all the horrible things that the world is presenting, there is still that little thread of hope that maybe everybody can be better. It does do a little bit of a similar Walking Dead style beat in this one, where it is showing that maybe the humans and the people are just as bad, if not worse, than the creatures and the monsters that the world has thrown at them. And I kind of like that it did make that parallel. They did tone down a little bit of the religious themes throughout this one. In the first movie, we had a nun, and we also had a little bit of faith and it was showing kind of like that the radical Christians were somewhat villains of both films. The Brotherhood, who believed themselves to be godly prophets and followers of God, they believed that it was pretty much cleansing the earth. However, they were terrible people in their own right, such as their wanting to simply rape and pillage. It is kind of interesting that they have them here joined up with the mother, who is their new vampire leader. And I would think that if the Brotherhood were as faithful as what they claim to be, they would probably see the vampires and the mother character as a demon from hell. But yet it seems like all they want to do is survive with their way of raping and pillaging. So it is kind of an interesting thing to think about, and the movie doesn't really answer this, so I guess it's just something that you could use as a discussion piece maybe later after viewing both films. I do think that Stakeland 2 is probably one of the better sequels to come out, because for some things such as like The Descent, The Descent has a sequel to it, and that movie 
I really liked the first one, however, I can't get into the second one. I actually had no problems watching the second Stakeland film here, and I thought it was a well-made movie, it's just it was a noticeably cheaper movie. I think the first movie is definitely the better of the two. However, I do think that this is a worthy follow-up. It was cool to see actor Stephen Williams in the second one here. I know him from the X-Files, and it's always cool when you get to see a character that you've seen in other things appear in a movie or a TV show again. With that said, I think the acting was actually stronger here in the second one. With the character of Martin and even Mr., I think that they really provided some good work here. No, it's not Oscar-winning material. However, it was really well done. They gave good performances, and I think that they really are the heart and soul of the Stakeland series. I would like to see a third one made. However, I don't know if we'll ever get the chance, because in looking at it, it looks like Stakeland 2 was not very well received and did not make a lot of money financially. However, if they do decide to make a third one, I would definitely welcome it. But with that said, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. And also catch up on some past episodes on adamanalyzes.com. And do not forget about our contest. All you have to do is find the post on the Inner Honest Opinion or Adam Analyzes Instagram. All you have to do is just tag two friends on that creep show 31 Nights of Frights picture, and you're entered. Not only that, you're going to be coming away with some really awesome merch from Just If I Died. If you'd like to get yourself one of their awesome t-shirts, bandana, stickers, decals, you can win that along with that Creepshow Blu-ray. Again, all you have to do is just tag two friends on that photo and you're entered. The contest has been extended to November 15th. November 15th is when it's going to end. So in addition to having a brand new episode of Adam Analyzes, you will also have the chance to win. So good luck and good night.